It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. Today, we're going to be talking about obedience. And I know that that is something that can spark some different feelings in people depending on your life experiences. But when it comes to taking action on the dream God has given you, I've learned that there are many ways to accomplish it, but not all ways are God's ways, and not all ways are the ways that He wants you to do it. What works for one may not be meant for you, and that can be a hard lesson to learn. But what's meant for you may not be the right path for somebody else. Either way, God made it clear in Jeremiah 29 11 that he has specific plans for you, plans for good and not for disaster, a future and a hope. So how do you figure out what those plans are? And once you know them, how do you carry it out in obedience? First, why can't we just do it our own way? Or how this person or that person has accomplished a similar mission or a similar dream? or a similar goal. Well, God is clear that when we stay in obedience to him, it will go well with us. So when we run off on our own way, it may not go as well. We might have some success, but it might not be all that God had planned for you. Let's think about what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6:12, where he says, "You say, I am allowed to do anything." everything, not everything, is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. I know Paul was talking about sexual sin in this passage. However, I have seen it play out again and again in my life and the life of those that I work with. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. This is where it is so important to stay in constant contact with the Holy Spirit as you pursue your dreams. After seeming to flail around, blowing with the wind or what of whatever tactic I was hearing about or whatever this coach or that coach was saying or even whatever free advice was out there or free download I had just received, even courses I purchased, I finally learned that the best coach that I could have for strategy was the Holy Spirit. It became a daily practice for me to start my day in prayer and not just pray about what I wanted to have happen or what I wanted to do or my family members. Of course, that's important. Our normal prayer life is important. But what I actually started doing when it came to my business or my ministry was to ask the Holy Spirit what I should be doing and the priority of it. And this wasn't just in my business. Sometimes his answer would be record the next video, but sometimes his answer would be rest today. You've been working really hard. Go watch TV. And man, this perfection, perfectionistic overachiever, go at it hard, like all the time person had a really hard time resting when that was what my priority was supposed to be that day. 
but in all honesty, this practice of asking the Holy Spirit about the priority of my to-do list started while I was still working full-time. It seemed like daily my list of tasks to complete grew longer and longer and longer. I'm sure you can relate. Many times it was hard to know what was most important. It all seemed important. So I started a new way of prioritizing, and it didn't come from Stephen Covey or the instructions of how to use my Franklin planner. Did you ever have one of those? (laughs) I had many in my life. It actually came from the Holy Spirit. I would sit down at my desk at the beginning of my day, open Outlook, and see what meetings I had scheduled. I'd present that to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you see what's on my calendar. You see what I have and you see the empty space that's there as well. And you also see this ever-growing task list that I have. And I would lay my hand on my list and I would ask Holy Spirit, what do I need to make sure I finish today? Whatever I heard in my head was put into my calendar. Those blank spaces got appointments. I made appointments with myself to do that work. Every blank space in my calendar would be filled with the tasks that the Holy Spirit had given me. And if it was just one, then every block was filled with that one to make sure that I got it done. And I would work on that one thing until it got done because that was priority number one. And you know what? Whatever I was working on, whatever he had given me as priority seemed to always get finished at the right time. It was always the right thing at the right time. So I carried that on into my business and I did the same thing with my business. And that grew my practice of obedience. What started as how do I get my work done at work in between all the meetings and all the projects? What was the most important? It started there. So just remembering How do you grow your practice of obedience? Well, you know, in Exodus 19, three through six, the Lord spoke very plainly and directly to Moses about the importance of the Israelites' obedience to his word. The Bible says, then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said, give these instructions to the family of Jacob, announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried on, carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. For all the earth belongs to me and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. So when we obey, we become even more treasured than we already were to God. He treasures every one of his children, whether they're in obedience or not. He wants all of them to come back to him, even when we're in rebellion. But when we obey, he plays special attention. So then why is it so hard to carry out what God says? Why is it so hard to obey what we hear? Well, sometimes what he asks us to do pushes us out, pushes us out of our comfort zone. I kind of think that's his plan, you know, (laughs) because if we stay in our comfort zone, 
we never grow. And if we never grow, we don't become all that God created us to be. The second reason that we don't obey is we have this fear of messing up or doing it wrong. Or we fear that we didn't hear him correctly. Hearing him wrong. I think that's the biggest one on that list. What if I didn't hear God correctly? I've held myself back so many times because I was afraid that I would mess up what he had told me to do. But why would he give me something to do if I couldn't actually accomplish it? What I've learned is that he never leaves my side. So even if I heard him wrong or I start to do it my own way, he'll gently correct me. And he'll do that for you too. I believe that God knows our heart. And when our heart is in the right posture of trying to obey, he will bless it. Even if we heard him wrong or misunderstood, he understands that our heart was in the right place, that our heart was to obey. I think we run into trouble when we've heard what he said and we decide not to do it. That's disobedience. That's rebellion. And another type of fear that I know comes into play for so many, because it did for me, was the fear of what other people will think when you take that leap or that short little hop of faith to take the next right step in your journey. Fear of man, fear of what others will think of you, stops so many dreams from becoming reality. So why can't we just stand on the word of God? In John 14, 15 through 21, Jesus says, If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. He goes on to say, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. What if you choose to believe those words today? Believe him today. What if you choose to trust what you hear and trust that it is God's voice that you are hearing? I will leave you today with a couple of journal prompts that I use often. The first one, Holy Spirit, what do I need to believe today? And as you write that in your journal, just listen and whatever words come into your head or whatever you see, or whatever you hear, or you sense, you feel, write it down and trust that it is from the Holy Spirit. And the second journal prompt is, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do today? 
My prayer for you is that you will learn to hear the Holy Spirit clearly, trust what you hear, and take the actions that he gives you so that you get one step closer to achieving your dreams. Thank you for sharing your time with me today, and I'd love to know your thoughts. Leave a comment on this episode. Give it a thumbs up, five-star review, wherever you're listening to this. React. Leave me a comment. Let me know if you plan to use these journal prompts or if you've done something similar like this before. I hope that this was helpful for you as you learn to obey the word of God and obey what you hear when it comes to going after your dreams, whatever they may be.